Hi, everybody. Welcome into Sports Talk Chicago. Great to be back. Great to be here with all of you on this great evening. Follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Hit up our great radio and TV affiliates. We're going to be airing this show on them this week and this weekend. WKAN and Kankakee, 105.5 The Ticket, ACTV. JTB, WJOB, AM 1230, and CDs 92.9 Talk FM. My name is John Zaglul. John Meadows is directing and producing, my goodness, a huge loaded show tonight. Questions surrounding the futures. Matt Eberflus and Justin Fields. It seems like every week we're going through this. New reports on both of them coming up here in just a second, plus a complete preview of the Bears and Browns game this Sunday. It's going to be Joe Flacco throwing it back there against Justin Fields. Who's going to win it? What's my prediction? We're going to get to that later in this program. Remember also to follow us on social at Sports Talk Chicago. Find us at sportstalkchicago.com if you miss any part of this show. And support those radio TV affiliates that I mentioned. Great friends of this program. We earn them every week. We're in the process of hopefully adding a few more as well here in these next couple of weeks. We are so proud and uh, so grateful, honored to be having all these affiliates here on the STC Syndication Network. And um, it's cool to... Be on the air here today for so much football and so much Bears news here at the peak part of this season. Every week, it seems like this news changes. <laughs> Maybe that's the way the NFL news cycle works. Maybe it depends on differing results. But one thing's clear, Matt Eberflus's future is not but it was said to be a few weeks ago. Now, we did a report a couple of weeks ago. We've done reports since the beginning of this year discussing how Matt Eberflus was in the hot seat. Some said that there was speculation and rumors that he would be fired come the end of this season. There were even some reports that suggested midseason he'd be fired. I didn't believe those because the Bears have never fired a, mid, uh, a coach midseason. Nevertheless, though, they existed. And now we sit here today, and here we go. Here comes the... Narrative shift officially, Matt Eberflus, quote, may have secured himself a third season in Chicago. Here's the official quote. This is from Albert Breer, certainly a trusted source inside National Football League circles. He said this, with the Bears suddenly catching fire, <laughs> catching fire, okay, both Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles have given their bosses, new president Kevin Warren among them, plenty to think about before they plan any changes. And in fact, a lot of this has come according to plan. With this season earmarked as the time to reset the cap and flip the roster and 2024 being the first real year of building. That's according to Albert Breer. He says this, taking all that into account, a bumpy year one plus a year two at the top start and strong finish is probably what Chicago would have hoped for, end quote. Now, it doesn't come out and say that, okay, yeah, Eberplus is going to stay, but that's the first ever positive report that I've heard about Matt Eberflus potentially sticking around. So keep all this in mind as the weeks move forward, as you watch this team play out their last four games, and as the offseason begins in January. Matt Eberflus may stick around. Now, those first four games were unbelievably ugly. And even as far as a couple of weeks ago, their blown loss to Detroit showed off some real coaching ineptitude on his part. Nevertheless, there's one thing that could help support Eberplus and one thing that a lot of Bears fans love and can't ignore, and that's the defense. Under Matt Eberflus, the defense has certainly improved from week one to today. Alan Williams got, oh, oh, sorry, resigned, not fired. My bad. He resigned. 
And after the Alan Williams scandal that we still haven't heard anything about, Matt Eberflus did decide to take over play calling, and things have gotten better over time, right? Um, it's not perfect, but their pass or their run defense, excuse me, is one of the top in football. It's actually tied for first, I believe. Pass defense is still not there perfectly, but it's getting better and better week by week. The Bears have limited opponents to um, not many points these past couple of weeks, frankly, to their credit. You know, they limited Detroit to 13, Minnesota to 10, and the Panthers to 13. They gave up 31 to the Lions, though, on that Sunday, November 19th game. So things have gotten somewhat better. Turnovers have been up. Takeaways have been up. Sacks have been up since the Montez Sweat trades. Sweat is three and a half sacks in a Bears uniform. So the fact is that the defense has gotten better. It can't really be denied. My question is this. What does it have to take to keep Matt Eberflus? And are we going to let the results of games against potentially bad teams skew his future? Now, we all remember 2020. This is going to come up for Justin Fields, too. We all remember 2020. The Bears benched Mitch Trubisky, brought him back. The last couple of games were against weak opponents. Jacksonville, one of them. That year, Jacksonville had one of the worst years in NFL history. So... They faced bad opponents. They won games. They ended up going 8-8, eight and eight, snuck their way into the playoffs, and obviously lost. At the end of the year, everybody said, well, they faced so many bad teams. This record doesn't matter. This playoff appearance doesn't matter. There were people rooting against the playoffs at that time, and eventually Mitch was gone. But they kept Nagy and Pace. Then the year after, they went 5-11. and 11. Then they were gone, too. <laughs> the point being, the strength of schedule allowed somebody like Matt Nagy to actually stick around one more year and allowed Ted Phillips and company to say, you know what, maybe he could develop Justin Fields. <laughs> okay. The point is, he stayed around. They decided to keep him after an 8-8 eight and eight year that was marred in mediocre opponents, which led to a quote-unquote resurgence and a quote-unquote playoff appearance. Will this happen to Matt Eberflus, too? I'm not saying the Bears are going to make the playoffs. There are some delusional fans who think so. They're not going to make the playoffs at all. They're 5-8. and eight. But they have the Browns, the Cardinals, the Falcons, and the Packers to come. And John and I were talking about this off-air before the show. I want you to really take a hard, close look at this Bears schedule. Really, sit down and study it. The only elite opponent they faced all year, not kidding, are the Kansas City Chiefs. Every other team they faced today is hovering around 500 or is far below it. Carolina is far below it. Commanders are too. Chargers, Raiders, Saints, Vikings, Lions. I mean, all of these teams are not spectacular. They're not remarkable. They're middle-of-the-road teams, just like technically, I guess, the Bears are 5-8. and eight. Technically, now, I guess we have to say the Bears are middle-of-the-road. It certainly doesn't seem like it or feel like it, but that is the reality of the situation. And if they win out these last couple of games, they could go 9-8. and eight. And at that point, yeah, everyone's probably going to stay. Should straight the schedule, though, be put into consideration? Heck yes, of course. Of course it should be. If you're facing bad teams, racking up wins, you go 9-8 and eight and everybody's so excited, then next year you got a tough schedule, you face a couple of tougher teams, and you go 5-11, and 5-12, and 12, like what happened to Matt Nagy, you're going to get fired. So... I hope the Bears, and they're not dumb, 
I hope they think about strength of schedule. I hope they think about 2020, the mistakes they made there, and don't do it again. I'm not saying today that Matt Eberflus should be fired. I said that earlier this year, and up until maybe this past week, I really held firm to that belief. But the fact is, like him or not, players are still playing hard for him. That's another report that came here from Bleacher Report. Bears insiders believe Matt Eberflus has improved the team despite the 4-8 record. The players are still playing hard for him. That's what this report says here. For Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, the feeling among people within the Bears organization is that they have improved throughout this season and the team has continued to play hard for Eberflus. That said, as we talked about last week, Kevin Warren's making the final evaluations. Nothing is promised. There's no bias. It's going to be all on Warren to determine is this what this team needs for the future? Do they need more Matt Eberflus? Do they need more Ryan Poles? Do they need more Justin Fields? All of that's on the table. All of that is going to be discussed and decided mainly, supposedly, by Kevin Warren. So he's going to have a lot to say and a lot to do with how this all plays out. But be prepared for a potential Matt Eberflus return. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds. I know the NFL is a league of change and a league of consistently shifting narratives in general. The Bears were 0-4, so it was right to say at that time, yeah, Matt Eberflus should get his ass canned, which is what we said on this show, and I've maintained that position. But if they do win out, even despite strength of schedule, the optics would look horrible if the Bears went 8-9, 9-8, and then they got fired. So I think Matt Eberflus is safer, barring an unforeseen circumstance. I'll tell you what, though. If we see another Detroit collapse, another Denver collapse at all, even if the Bears go 9-8, 8-9, and and we see some sort of collapse like that in one game at this point in the season, that has to be considered. Those collapses in general should be considered when talking about what they should do with Eberflus. Because here's the question. Does this guy have the coaching aptitude? Does he know how to actually coach, time manage, perform in crisis situations? Could he do it? And I'll tell you what. So far, no. Even with their 5-8 record, their defense might be good, I'll tell you that. But in terms of rising up to the moment, Managing time inside two minutes, holding leads, <laughs> which is a critical part of winning, we haven't seen that yet. So I'm going to be cautiously optimistic in saying that he may be back now and that the narrative is starting to shift, but these last four games still mean something. They do. The end result's still going to mean something. I'll tell you what, this is an easier schedule. Let's be real here. This is an easier schedule to end these last four games of the season. If they go 5-12, and 12, he's getting fired. Okay, you can't be losing four straight to the Browns, the Cardinals, the Packers. Can't be losing four straight to those sorts of teams. Right? There's just no way. That, that's not going to work. That's not going to be considered good. And the Falcons, too. So, much is still to be determined, but this report is the first one that I've seen that paints the situation in a positive light. Again, this is what Albert Breer said. For Sports Illustrated, I'll read the quote one more time. With the Bears suddenly catching fire, both Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles have given their bosses, new President Kevin Warren among them, plenty to think about before they plan on any changes. And in fact, a lot of this has come according to plan. With the season earmarked as a time to reset the cap and flip the roster, 
and for 2024 to be the first real year of building. Taking all that into account, a bumpy year one plus a year two with a top start and strong finish is probably what Chicago would have hoped for. In addition, Jeremy Fowler said the Bears are continuing to play hard for Matt Eberflus. Montez Sweat said in the press conference this week that he prefers Matt Eberflus to call plays on defense, to be the defensive coordinator. They just signed Montez Sweat to a big contract extension. Things are starting to add up, and I see where this tide, where this wave is starting to go. I'm not going to say I'm fully on board with it, but I understand the thought process behind it, and these last four games are going to be key. What I ask the Bears to do is... Don't let these last four games against weak-ass opponents and them going, let's say, 9-8, and eight, cloud your decision here. Okay, The Bears in 2020, we're just talking about three years ago here, when 8-8 eight and eight made the playoffs, got rid of Mitch Trubisky, but kept Matt Nagy key, kept Ryan Pace key. They chose to keep them based on win and loss, based on record, because they rallied near the end of the year, but got rid of their quarterback. And they made Mitch the scapegoat for that season and that situation. They went 8-8, eight eight, strong finish, horrible teams, 5-1, there you go. The Bears are 5-8 and eight now. They have the Browns, the Cardinals, Falcons, and Packers yet to go. Let's say they went out, go 9-8. and eight. There's going to be a lot of positivity in that locker room and around the team does everybody get to stay because they faced a couple of bad teams near the end and won out? And again, look at their schedule. The only remarkable team the Bears have faced all year is Kansas City. You could say, well, that's the schedule they were given. Who cares? Yeah, that's true. When the time comes for the Bears to, let's say, next year, quote-unquote, make the playoffs. Let's say they make the playoffs next year. They're going to be facing an elite team, guaranteed. Are they going to come through and win? Is Matt Eberflus prepared to be a playoff coach well, based on this year, and especially the two ugly losses they had against Detroit and Denver, answer's no. But they might keep him because they finished strong and they want him around for year three. I'm just saying, I understand where the thought process is, and I understand where things are going, and I could see the writing on the wall already, especially after that win on Sunday. I saw the positivity, and it was warranted. It was a good game. But I could tell something changed. The temperature in the room went down about 10, 20 degrees. Went from boiling hot to tepid at best. I think as long as, even if they split these last couple of games and they win seven, he's going to stick around. And he's going to stay. And maybe this whole team stays. I don't know what they're going to do. We're going to talk about the quarterback of the segment too because there have been some conflicting reports now about Justin Fields and even the potential of drafting Caleb Williams and keeping Justin Fields. (laughs) which that has been floated around privately for weeks, and now it's coming out publicly. So there are a lot of questions that are going to need to be answered. Kevin Warren is supposed to be the authoritative figure on all of these matters. He's going to make final decisions for sure. But just understand and don't be blindsided. I'm telling you this up front. Don't be blindsided if that's what ends up occurring, if Matt Eberflus actually sticks around. I really think, at least as a miss taping on this show, that he might stay. Not really a fan of that. Um, but if they go 9-8, and eight, if they go 8-9, and nine, even if they go 7-10, and 10, I think he's going to be safe. The, the thing's going to be, okay, if you lose out, let's say they go 1-3 and three these last four, they have tough losses or they just lose in general to, out of the four teams they lose to, let's say, 
I don't know, Cleveland, Arizona, Atlanta, and or Green Bay, there's going to be a problem because this is going to be a week scheduled to end the year. But warning everybody now, warning everybody today. Not a fan of it, but it's certainly on the table, and you need to be aware of this stuff as it comes to fruition. We're going to see more reports like this, too. The narrative shifting never ends. We're going to see more of this, especially if the Bears win out or win a couple of more games here. So I'm warning you now. We're ahead of the game in this report. Expect more to come on that. Will Fields stay, though? That's the big question. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Stay tuned here on Sports Talk Chicago.